heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Imperatrice in front, but it's not Chase coming at her, but it's Imperatrice. She digs in, she's a neck in front. Another start turn from a brilliant man. Imperatrice from but it's not Chase in secret. Oh, right up there. Um, and to do it for Tiako and David Ellis and Mark Walker and the whole team, it's just uh, it's a dream come true riding a horse like her. Oh, probably a little bit of relief more than anything, but uh, go stage as well. And Ben and the team did a fantastic job. I went home after the Manicato and uh, Ben's assembled a great team of people that we've got at Cranbourne. And, uh, you know, days like this, it, it makes it all worthwhile. Everyone's hard graft. Yeah, they couldn't have had a better start to their Melbourne expansion, setting up their stables at Cranbourne uh, with Imperatriz, the flag bearer for Tiarco. And, of course, the boss of Tiarco, Dave Ellis, is the man who would have been a very satisfied man on Saturday watching his wonder bear Imperatriz keep her unbeaten spring record intact in the VRC uh, Classic, now known as the Champion Sprint. Uh, good morning, Dave. Well done. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, well, you're pretty confident throughout because uh, the last couple of starts we've seen Opie take any bad luck out of the equation. She sat up on speed and just dominated her races. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of confidence in the mare, but you don't get too confident or cocky in Group 1 races because they don't give them away and I knew it was a really good field, uh, so I was mildly confident, but... uh, not over the top sort of thing. Tell us about your confidence in this jockey who you know better than anyone, and he's just such a dude, Opie Boss, and we spoke to him yesterday. He flew home after the race. He'd already pre-organised with his sons, Max and Cody, to, to get up early and go fishing off the coast of Auckland, and he just seems to be able to just move from one thing to the other and and just be the coolest man in a, in a, in a hot seat like he was with Imperatriz. Tell us a bit about Opie Bosson. Well, he came to work for me when he was 14 and uh, Steve Ortridge was my uh, trainer. Uh, Mark Walker was my foreman and uh, uh, we've um, uh, been through uh, life together. We've had good days, we've had bad days, but uh, he's just such a naturally good horseman, such a good person and... um, uh, what he does for the industry and for Tiakau is uh, just amazing. He drives down from his farm south of Auckland to Matamata most weeks, three days a week to ride work. And the exciting thing is after track work, he normally rings me and uh, occasionally he'll say, I've found one. And uh, when he says I've found one, you just know it's a certain Group 1 horse in the making mm-hmm. because he's a world-class judge at track work. He's just got the best feeling for a horse that anybody could have. I'd love to have heard his first murmurings after jumping off in Paratrice. <laughs> hey, David, from an Australian perspective... <laughs> ever race. And uh, she won nine Group 1s from 1,200, 1,400, 1,600 and 2,000. And he said to me, I've found one. This thing is unreal. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, 
Yeah, he's a great judge. From an Australian point of view, he's he's this star Kiwi farmer slash jockey who drops in and out every now and then, and we don't get to see a lot of him. But Michael Walker said during Cox Plate or Cup Week that he's the best jockey he ever rode against. And there's Shane Dye, James McDonald, M- Michael Walker who have come over. How how does he sit in New Zealand, Opie Boston? Because we can't judge him as well as you can. Like domestically, is he top of the pops over there, Opie? Uh, well, he's, he, he doesn't win many premierships because um, he, uh, has, he, he doesn't ride under 55 and a half, 56. Um, that's what he's riding at at the moment. But at the start of the season, he struggles to get under 57. Uh, so he doesn't ride uh, the races like... Uh, you know, the premiership winners, but he always has the, the most prize money and the best strike rate. David, obviously this uh, this preparation has gone perfectly. Um, did you, you had this game plan all along, and how difficult was it at times, obviously, with all the Everest discussion and um, plenty of narrative around that through it? Are you, you, you clearly stuck to your guns, but how difficult was it to sort of stay on the path? Uh, well, it was quite incredible the number of options that we were given from people that had uh, slots in those races. Uh, but I always believe in doing what's best for the mayor. And um, Mark Walker thought that it was best for her to stay in Melbourne. Uh, so um, that's what we did. And we loved Group 1 races. And... Um, we love the races in Melbourne. We get looked after so well by the administrators there. Uh, and um, we're lucky to be at Cranbourne, which I think is easily the best training facilities I've ever seen in the world. And um, we're excited and we're going to... Uh, we'll have 40 horses in training there uh, within three or four months. It's going to be the most lethal boutique stable in Victoria, I think, in time. Uh, just out of curiosity, David, how heavy was the lean from Sydney to to run in the Everest? Uh, I know there were administrators. There was a lot of weird talk on, you know, there was a column written on one of the websites about having a go at connections for not running. Was, was there a lot of pressure applied across multiple platforms, whether it was slot holders, media, racing New South Wales, ATC? Were they really leaning hard to get you there? Oh, probably, yep. Um, but, um, you know, I, 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 I love Group 1 races and um, I think that Imperatrice is probably marginally better left-handed and uh, she'd had a long trip from New Zealand to Cranbourne and I just didn't think that she needed another trip uh, up to Sydney. So we, our policy that Mark Walker and I have developed over, you know, 30 years is that we do what's best for the horse. The horse comes first. And, and David, talking about Group 1 races, I know it's uh, the carnival's just over, but I'm not sure if you've had a chance to sort of, you know, regroup and, and start planning towards next year and, and what her targets will be. Can you give our uh, listeners any hint on, on what some of those targets might well be? No, we're just going to give her a spell now for two or three weeks in the paddock and then we will uh, come up with a plan. Mark Walker and I'll sit down 
uh, and we'll work out what we think's the best plan for her, for the owners, uh, and we'll go from there. She seems to have raced her way out of New Zealand, but I mean, I'm thinking that a, a, the top of the list would have to be something like the Lightning Stakes at Flemington would would certainly be something that you, you you're throwing around. Yeah, for sure, that's a, a, be a nice race to kick her off on. Would you be open to overseas races? Uh, yeah, we'll certainly have a look at everything. All right, beautiful. We can have a lot of fun. You have already, and the ownership group, and you've done such a fantastic job, David. They uh, they've certainly had a pretty good, uh, well, as good as it gets. Spring, so uh, must have been enjoyable times. Yeah, it was. And next week we've got the ready to run sale in New Zealand, and Tiakia will be buying. Mark Walker and I'll be buying at the sale. So anybody that wants to get involved and have a horse with Tiakia is welcome to give us a ring. And, and that's important to note because most people think it's a, um, it's a, it's your business. Um, but you are now open to other owners coming on board with the the Tiakia Tangerine. We've always trained for anybody that wants to have a horse with us. So they can have whatever colours they want uh, and um, they can have their horse trained by Mark Walker. Well, there you go. And, look, I think there's nothing better for Brand than having the it horse. And I, I, do you get a sense that she's the it horse of Australasia now? I certainly feel that way and I know a lot of people do and that that she was the star on Saturday, that she was the one most people were going to see. It must be a lovely feeling knowing you've got the uh, the it horse. Yeah, well, I've never had more texts or emails in my <laughs> life than I had on Saturday night. And it's great to see that the racing fraternity have, you know, endorsed her and most, the, most of them just love her, don't they? So that's very exciting for Tiakau and for the owners. Well, well done again. She's been the, the standout star of the spring throughout the entire um, spring carnival. There's no doubt about that, Imperatrice. It's great to see more Tiaka horses here as well. We look forward to seeing her in the autumn. Thank you very much.